All right, welcome into another episode of the greatest people you've never met podcast. Joining me today, another unique background of a human for you all to meet and hear and learn about. And I'm so excited to have the conversation with uh, Mrs. Pam Robbins joining me today. Pam, thank you so much for taking the time. It's my pleasure. Yeah, uh, so uh, Pam is a children's book author, um, which I felt I just I've, we've had other authors on the show. And that was a real thing. I just love to learn about people's passions and how they how they ended up there and how how you got there. So I'll let you do a, a intro on yourself if you would, and then we can get into it. All right. Well, thank you so much for for inviting me to have this conversation today. Um, we actually met at a book signing yeah. um, inside a grocery store, yeah. which is <laughs> which is a unique place to meet people. It's actually where I met my husband. My current husband was in the grocery store in the produce department. Wow. So <laughs> great things happen at the grocery store. Yeah. So um, my name is Dr. Pamela Hallmark Robbins, and I just go by Pam. Um, I'm a wife, mother, grandmother of eight grandchildren and a great grandmother, a nature lover. Um, I have a broad background in education, um, been in education for probably over 40 years and um, loved every minute of it. There were there were years and years where I would tell everybody I would do this for free if I could, because I have that kind of a passion for education. But um I've had the privilege of working in many different settings, but uh, probably my biggest passion is in teaching reading and teaching teachers how to teach reading and turning around failing schools um, has really been a a great love. And, um, you know, once I started slowing down from doing that a little bit, then I wanted to write books that would really engage children and help teach children how to read at the same time, teaching them information about nature. So um, I just started writing books, writing stories that were really connected to different concepts. So, for example, um, my grandchildren and I would go out in nature. Um, We were camping one time and we uh, came across this herd of buffalo. And we sat and watched the buffalo for quite a long time and started to name them and make up stories about them. What do you think buffalo do all day? Well, they like to roll in the dirt and they like to eat. And, you know, who do you think Um, they're standing next to, could be his wife. Well, if buffalo begins with the letter B, then what would we name the buffalo? So that became the book, Billy the Buffalo. And then they said, well, do you think that's his wife? No, that's probably his bride because bride would begin with B. And then the whole story evolved from there. So Billy the Buffalo and his bride, Barbara, um, was the first book that we launched. And uh, it has, it's just amazing, uh, yeah. full of rhyming, full of alliteration. I don't know if that's one that you saw when mm-hmm. when you visited the book signing, but um, that was, you know, really fun to do. But, you know, before I started the, um, 
that whole concept of, of writing children's books. I knew I wanted to publish books at quality literature for children to read and enjoy. And I didn't want to do it unless I could find the right illustrator. And I wasn't going to even, even publish the first book without the right collaborator. Sure. That's where Eduardo Posh came into the picture. Um, I searched high and low to find him. And uh, it took about a year and a half to find the right illustrator. And I found him online and <laughs> I saw some of his work. And then I kind of uh, researched to find out how I could connect with him and finally did. And he lives in this small town outside of Mexico City. And it's the power of the Internet. You yeah. know, it brings people together. So we... Um, we connected and now we have produced six books together that are each one just uniquely beautiful and tell wonderful, wonderful tales. That's awesome. Uh, that's a lot about me. No, I love it. I appreciate <laughs> now you know it. a lot. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, I want to, I just want to revert back. Cause you said you want, you got into it cause you wanted to, you love teaching reading. And so, um, Really, when I do these, I always love meeting people who find a way to turn their passions into careers. And you said right away, you know, I would do this for free if I could. And I think yeah. that's so important. And I think so many people should find that thing that they would do for free if they could. Um, it just makes you a lot happier in life, right? So oh, yeah. was teaching always on your scale of things or how did you get, because that you're making the face, oh gosh, no. So no, that, I love to learn that Absolutely not. Um, boy, I'll tell you, when I was in school, I couldn't wait to get out of school. Yeah. And I would tell anyone who would listen, you know, once I, once I graduated from high school, I'm never going back to school. And then ended up <laughs> um, having an interest and a passion. And, and in order to do what I wanted to do, I needed to, you know, get a doctorate in education. So that's what I did. <laughs> okay. Very interesting. And you just went all in on the doctorate. It wasn't like a, yeah. a plan down later down the road. That's uh, extremely interesting. Was it? Um, so when you got into the education space, did you fall into this elementary world as you were learning, as you were going through your doctorate or what drew you to, to this, this space and, and children? Was it having children, grandchildren? Probably having my own children, yeah. um, you know, kind of, put me on that path. Um, and then it just seemed to evolve naturally. Yeah. So yeah, it was, uh, you quite the journey. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so when you, I mean, you went through your career and this was, when did the book thing really kind of hit, hit, hit you as an idea? I mean, I know you said that, well, you know, it was something you, you know, wanted always, to do. Yeah. We've always, been nature lovers and really enjoyed nature. And nature is just such a great teacher for mm -hmm. kids. So it probably wasn't until my grandchildren were old enough to go out and go hiking and um, go for walks. And um, I remember one time we were we were out for a walk and we saw this pair of roadrunners that came running by and we just held really still and watched. And we watched as, as one roadrunner brought these branches to the bottom of a tree and another roadrunner comes running down from the top of the tree and they took those branches and they were building a nest. Yeah. And I'm a native of Arizona and I never saw a roadrunner build a nest before. And I thought, well, you know, if I've never seen one, probably other people would be interested in this process. So and that's how Rocky and Roxanne Roadrunner came yeah. to be. 
And um, that has been wildly popular with people. I'll have people that will walk all the way across the store and say, let me look at that book. That has this beautiful cover. You know, that's where the illustrations really help to draw people in. I mean, you can't have a picture book without beautiful illustrations. Right. <laughs> My illustrator is brilliant. Yeah. And I, I find it so funny how you um, I feel like most people would just kind of go in and, and get their feet wet and you you really kind of detailed out how you wanted to get into into the book writing space. And it, was there ever a moment, I guess, what you said with your own kids, maybe, but was there a true like defining moment that you can remember where you're like, yeah, I want to I want to do the children's books, but I want it to be able to help them read and and retain on that level. Was there something, anything along the line that really clicked that idea mm -hmm. or into movement? I know, but that's just in my nature. Sure. <laughs> that just, that just comes as a, as a whole package, but probably the, the, the big push to actually produce the books uh, came once I retired from education and COVID hit. Yeah. And then I had all this time that I could just really devote to that. And that's when we started spending even more time out in nature. <laughs> um, but it was, it was a bit before that as well. Um, but it just seemed to really kick off, sure. you know, during that, during that downtime that we all had um, to rethink things and to repurpose, you know, what it was. And it was, um, I've always had that passion Right. You know, if you're going to do something, you need to make it really full bodied that it is going to be worthwhile and engage people. Absolutely. Um, when it comes to writing the books, or I guess I want to go this way. When you um, when you're you probably write the book, I'm assuming, and then you get the illustrator to make the pictures or is it are you guys kind of working together? Because I think that's one thing that's very unique other authors I've had on the show, you know, it's just kind of them, right? They're writing that book, they're in that that space, and they take their time. And, and you know, hearing their writing styles is so incredible to me because they might write the end of the book first and then kind of work backwards, however it works. But mm -hmm. what is kind of, what's it like working with that illustrator? Oh, it, it's fantastic because he has this brilliant insight into my words. So I will make the script, um, kind of in a, um, Excel document sure. and I'll put the, the page number and the words that I want on that page. And then a suggestion or what I'm thinking that the picture should look like, you know, in a, in another block. And then he'll take a look at it and then we'll have it. We'll do a zoom call, talk about, you know, my vision for the book. He'll talk about his vision for the book. And then, I'll start getting illustrations and it's just um, he's just extremely insightful. He can, he can read those words and developed the concept and the personality in those characters is just incredible. Yeah. Just the way they, just the way their eyebrows are placed, you know, you, you, <laughs> you can see their personalities. Absolutely. Has there, What's the normal timeline? I mean, on not on on like your book, but maybe like uh, like just the story in general uh, coming to life with the pictures. Um, it depends on his inspiration. Sure. Um, Billy the Buffalo, the first book, Billy Buffalo and His Bride Barbara, was written in maybe ten minutes. Sure. 
you know, I had the entire concept. I knew I wanted it to all rhyme. I knew it wanted to be full of alliteration. And um, that story just just flew. Yeah. Um, but getting it illustrated, the illustrator um, just couldn't find, just couldn't get the feel for it. Actually, the the very first book, uh, Princess is not pleased. Uh, Princess was not pleased. Um, she uh, she is still in development. She's been in development for five years. Wow. He can't. He just can't get it right. In his terms, sure. that, that's what he says. <laughs> but um, so we just push another story ahead. Yeah. And we just doing that until we get a story that he's inspired on. Yeah, that was going to be my and, next kind of navigation here. Is there ever a time where, you know, you kind of you have your idea and you say, this is what I think it should look like. And then he kind of sees those words and comes back to you with a totally different idea or look. Only once. Um, and that was, you know, there was a, a part of a book where there were characters that were off on the side doing something else. And he created them as ghost-like figures, um, which went completely against the concept that I had in my head. And I just said, you know, let's let's not do that. And we'll just move on to the next book. So it doesn't doesn't stall us. Sure. Um when you, when you're coming up with these books, I guess let's do this. So you have six out now, correct? Is that yes. right? Okay. So Isn't that amazing. Yeah, that is that is awesome. So the six could you just give everybody at home the list of the six. Okay, so there's Billy the Buffalo and his bride Barbara, Rocky and Roxanne Roadrunner, Elmer the Elf Owl, Harrison and the Hummingbird. Uh Anna learns to read and it was time. It was time just launched two weeks ago. Okay. Anna learns to read just launched maybe six weeks ago. So those are, those two are just brand new. Yeah. And I really haven't done any publicity on those at all because I haven't had time. Right. But um, Anna learns to read is the only one that is not nature based. Um, so we had to get a little bit of the nature in. So on the cover, she's sitting in the grass reading sure. <laughs> outside under a tree. So um, that was just our nod to to the outdoors and nature in that book. But um, all of the rest are, are very much um, nature based. Um, it was time is all about pollination. Um, really important concept. Yeah. As well uh, for a little bit older reader. Sure. And it but um Go ahead. Is that somewhere you want to, you just said for a little bit older reader as obviously like the first four books were all, you know, they rhymed. Right. And I don't know if that's how they carried themselves all the way through the books, but very common theme inside the titles. Um, but, and then you get to Anna learns how to read it. Now it's time. Is this something where you're maybe trying to grow with your audience potentially like, or, or is there just a, just not a different, necessarily. Different push? It's just, yeah, not necessarily. It was uh, just an inspired piece. Okay. So, yeah, no, that that kind of the the first mm, first four books. Harrison the Hummingbird is a hundred percent true story of a backyard cat that comes nose to nose with this hummingbird. Um, he was our backyard cat, <laughs> and it's just this charming story of of how this cat brings a hummingbird into the house and sure. 
nothing, nothing is harmed. <laughs> Everything goes well. Um, can't make a children's book where something, yeah. <laughs> something doesn't go well, but, um, it, uh, so no, I, I don't think, um, you know, growing with the audience is an intention. Sure. That's the way it worked out. Yeah, absolutely. Is there, um, is it a little bit of a, a challenge to you as to, to kind of like the switch up and have like more of a story? I know Anna learns to read, uh, and, and the stuff you shared with me before that's about, uh, ESL, correct? English second yes. language. Stuff. Yes. So yes. is that obviously, um, that's something that's, that's personable to you. Um, is there wh- what, I guess what brought on the change or just decided to change up a little bit of the style of books? What, what kind of led to that? Well, the first books, first of all, I wanted to learn how to, the publishing business. Sure. That's really why I started the whole thing. Cause I was really interested, you know, if I have a story to tell, what does it take to get a book published? Sure. I was really interested in that. So I thought, you know, and I and I didn't want a publisher. I didn't want to find a publisher. I didn't want an agent. I you know, I, I wanted full control over all of it. Yeah. I wanted my own illustrator. I wanted each of those steps. I wanted to learn how to do it all. Absolutely. And boy, have I learned how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I started with the the first set of nature books. Um Anna Learns to Read is just such, once I had that under control, I knew how to do the whole publishing part. Those books were out. I was really comfortable doing this next one, Anna Learns to Read, with this really important message because we have have a literacy crisis, you know, in, in the entire United States, especially here in Arizona. And this book has this important message that really needs to needs to be read not only by students and their parents but also for teachers. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why that book was produced and the and, and the order that it was produced in. <laughs> sure. And then, like with the what's I'm sorry, the last one, the most recent one about pollination. It was time. It was time. Um, yeah. What. What led to that? I mean, just getting into pollination just seems like a little bit off the wall, like a grasp of an idea based on the other books. And so just curious what led you to something like that? Just an inspiration as as an artist and a creator of things, which I very much am. um, I will have passion projects. Um, The whole reading concept is always there. Right. And then I try to infuse it with a variety of things. And if you're doing this for me, I'm not everyone, but for me, um, it's, it gets boring Mm -hmm. if you stay like just in one little area. So try to (laughs) try to keep it interesting. Um, not only for my readers, but for myself. No, I love that a lot. And I think it's funny just, you know, you, you hear this, your story and you just go back to, not that I was trying to think about learning to read, but just elementary school. I remember, you know, teachers always say, you know, find something other than football or sports to go read about, you know, like get out of that space. So it's, and I know there's a ton of those like books in that, you know, sports world or whatever. So it's cool to see it, that you take it for you 
what you enjoy and then turn it into something to help other people. I just, I just love the concept and the idea of that. Was there, um, when you wanted to start this, I always love to know about objection and people. Was there anybody that was really like, you know, kind of like, Ooh, what are you doing? Pat? You know, any objection to it? Um, only my husband, because, you know, he said, Billy, you're going to you're going to invest all your time and resources into into this. Are you sure that's what you, sure. <laughs> you sure that's what you want to do? I'm absolutely positive. That's what I want to do. And I'm still positive. That's what I want to do. Yeah. And is it are you I mean, when I obviously we met at a book signing of yours and, and you're pubbing the books, are you going to like elementary schools and doing readings with these kind of things and being around I kids do, and teachers? Yeah. I get lots of invitations to come and read in classrooms. And um, I have one pending for Read Across America to come in. And I'm looking forward to reading Anna Learns to Read because I think it just will resonate with so many students in the classroom. Um, I do I do a lot of that kind of thing. Um, I uh, really had the privilege of the Loma Linda Children's Hospital uh, purchased a all of my books for to hand out to the children that were there in the hospital over the holiday time. And I was just so pleased that I was able to offer those to them and to have the children receive books instead of they, they did do, they did like a gift basket with books and toys and, and different things. But, you know, that was really exciting to be able to provide those for them. Um, yeah, I do a lot of book signings. I do a lot of book readings. Um, but, um, mostly I, I just spend time writing and producing more books. (laughs) For sure. Uh, has anybody, you know, uh, close to you or in your kind of space, maybe brought some ideas to you that they haven't been able to bring to light? And I'm sure there's always like anything, there's unwanted, right. Uh, uh, advice, but has anybody, you know, brought some ideas like in this space, especially to you to try to bring to life? Everyone has a story. Sure. And everyone has an idea. Uh, We had a a bobcat in our backyard the other day and the neighbors are all texting me. Hey, hey, there's a bobcat in the neighborhood. (laughs) That could be your next book. Sure. (laughs) You know, they're Bob the Bobcat. They're they're making all these jokes about about the bobcat, but um, really not uh, not anything significant that I would take and, and run with you know, at this point, but, um, I gotta tell you, people are so, are so cool. I'm, and when I'm doing the book signings, I, I hear everyone's stories and that's really quite a joy. I love doing the book signings and I love listening to people talk and, and seeing how much they enjoy looking at the illustrations and reading the books while, while we're there. But I had this this father with these um, three little kids and they came up and the and the dad tells them, you know, go ahead and look at the books. And and they're looking through the books and they're saying, Dad, Dad, I want this one. And the other one, I want this one. And he said, he said, now we're just looking today. You know, mom's at home. She's getting ready to have another baby. We can't afford any books. And this lady, she's she's shopping in the store and she comes beeline across the store and I'm watching her and she's walking over and she takes this whole wad of cash and she sticks it in his hand and and she says, everyone should have these books. And 
It's like, we're all cheering up and, and crying. And I had another man that came by and he's, he just threw a hundred dollar bill down on the table. And he says, here, give books to kids that can't afford them. You know, so we have all, you know, and, and so you asked if I get inspiration or people have ideas, but I, I write all those stories down yeah. and keep a log of all these wonderful things that people do. And, you know, another guy, he came by lots of people. They just, you know, they'll just put some money down on the table mm-hmm. and they say, here, you know, give, you know, give the kids books. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Absolutely. That's really cool. You did, Isn't that I, cool? I, yeah, I do love to hear those stories. That is that is really cool. That is really cool. I appreciate you sharing that. Sometimes everybody's just got to hear a little good in humanity story, you know? So, yes. uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so I want to kind of take this another way, and I appreciate you sharing all about the books, but you had said you wanted to get into seeing what this publishing business was all about and you wanted to do it on your own, which I love. And, and, and I, I, I just love when people just go all in on that kind of stuff and don't, don't search for agents or whatever. You you just want to go do it yourself and live and mm-hmm. learn what has been the, we'll just start here. What was like the, Oh boy, holy crap kind of moment when you started, maybe there was something that just really hit you that you didn't see coming when you started this. If anything, um, well, you, you, if you study long enough and you learn, you know, systematically how to roll things out, you know, it all, it all works out beautifully, but you know, how to finance it all, Sure. you know, finances is, are difficult, you know, so, you know, how to budget and make sure that, um, you're not going over budget or you're not uh, extending yourself in too many areas. But probably for me, the biggest um, hurdle is marketing. Sure. You know how it, these books are, are perfect for museums, perfect for um, uh, the zoos or, or nature areas. Um, but you almost have to have an agent to get into those areas. Sure. And, it makes it it makes it really difficult. So when I, you know, I'll go on the road and take all my books with me and I say, you know, hi, you know, I, I write books <laughs> and, and, you know, here they are. And and once people see them, they love them and, and we figure out a way to to get them into stores and get them into um, different locations. But, um, you know, to really probably my biggest hurdle is to figure out how to to make enough money at it where I can keep doing it. Right. Yeah. That's an interesting thing. Cause I don't think a lot of people wrap their mind around it. It's much like this podcasting thing, right? Uh, now, you know, when I first started, I was kind of the opposite. I was in a studio, I was working with producers and all those people doing all those things for me. And then it got to a point where I was just trying to monetize and it was no longer any fun. And so now I just was like, I'm just going to spend this money on my own stuff. And here we are over zoom and I'm doing it from my guest bedroom at my house, you know, and and it's, it's a lot more fun. So how, what it was, how did you navigate that space? Because I think anytime you're trying to deal with a passion and trying to make money too, and I understand yours is just to keep going. I don't think you're out here trying to make a billion dollars off of this. So no, no. How, I, I, yeah. my goal is to, to continue to, to break even and continue to make enough to, to um, produce really quality 
materials. If I can't produce quality materials, I'm not going to do it. Right. Um, and in order to have them printed on quality paper with, um, I don't know if you noticed um, the way the books were constructed and the size, the color, the printing, the paper, all of those details are, are specifically designed you know, for little kids' hands, paper that won't tear, and they're almost indestructible, um, almost. (laughs) But, um, you know, so all of those details are important to me. And if I can't produce a quality product, then I I won't do it. But um, so, you know, just trying to, it has worked out so far. It's worked out very well so far. But I, you know, keeping that going. Um, is something that I really like to do. And the book signings have been phenomenal, just yeah. <laughs> absolutely phenomenal. That's so awesome. that's, that has been a really good path. Yeah. When you, that's another thing, I guess, probably people don't think of, obviously, if you're reading a book, it's got to be printed on paper. How much time and effort went into finding maybe that printing house or, or whoever, or finding the right material. I mean, that had to be a ton of research that, yeah. Most people would never ever think of. Yeah, well, you know, if you if you order a book, uh, for example, on Amazon, um, you're they're nice and they're fine, and and my books are on Amazon, and people get you know they order them all the time. Yeah, and but the books that I sell directly are on totally different paper they're on and i i found this incredible guy in colorado and we collaborate over zoom as well and he really um he was with steuben press at the time steuben press is now closed but we have i'm still friends with the printer and he still prints my things and he's just um he was a wealth of knowledge so i think um I don't know if if I were going to give advice to somebody who was starting out, find really quality people that will help guide you. And there is lovely people everywhere around every corner that are helpful and give you tons of information on things. But, you, you know, you have to take the time to really dig in and do your research and figure out exactly what it is you want and need yeah. to make quality products. Uh, that's really surprising to hear you say that the stuff on Amazon comes completely different i would have assumed there was a million ways to for you to fulfill amazon orders i didn't realize they just if you put your book on there they just print it on whatever they they just print it essentially right i mean obviously yeah they do yeah. it okay. yeah and they do a fine job yeah it's it's interesting yeah. that's just really interesting to me i don't i think everybody just assumes that's the same book you'd go get at barnes and noble and Clearly, that's not how that works. So that's that's really interesting. What has uh, what has been kind of like you said? Obviously, good people around every corner, but kind of navigating this navigating this space and really by yourself and going to learn it. What's kind of been the biggest lesson you've learned as you're? I mean, yes, you're you're writing books and they're education based, and that's your background. But really, you're driving into this whole new business sphere of everything, right? So what's kind of been the <laughs> biggest an, I lesson? I am an educator, not a business person. Yeah. And I'm slowly becoming a business person. And yeah. that's hard for me. Sure. What's been the really what's hard. been the big lesson there uh, for you personally? Or maybe something that uh, maybe I don't know. I just like to know how people how people navigate those new spaces. And maybe there was, you know, you just kind of kept going, but I just am always curious at the mindset. 
Yeah. Well, my mindset is, is the same regardless of what I'm doing. You have to commit to it. Yeah. And you have to keep on working at it. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, there'll be day after day after day where you don't get the exact answer that you want. But if you keep on searching and putting the pieces together, um, it will work out. Yeah. But you have to devote the time and the energy and and your resources into it. But um, yeah, it it's uh, it's been in quite the incredible journey. Yeah, no, it sounds like it. Um, so you have the six books out, correct? And then the one that you talked about that kind of still being pushed off until the artwork comes to life. Do yeah. you have a plan for X amount of books, or are you just as they come to you, you you write that book? Well, I have files and files of stories. Sure. Uh, whether or not they ever get published, you know is unknown at this time. So it, you know, it all depends on finances at Mm -hmm. this point. Um, the, the books that are out are gorgeous and high quality. And I'm proud of each and every one of them in a different way. Yeah. But, um, and as, as long as I can continue to do that and that they are quality books, then, I'll continue to make them. But right now I'm I'm gonna try to focus more on marketing, um, which is not my expertise. Yeah. And so uh, you know, there are so many different facets of this business, and and it is a business. Um, I never thought of it as a business. You know, right. I, as as an author, you write the stories and then you start putting it all together. And and if you're going to really publish them yourself, then it very businesslike. Absolutely. <laughs> That's just not in my wheelhouse, but I'm learning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I hope that, that, that you doing this today helps you out in some fashion too. Uh, we've got some pretty good listeners and I hope that, that we can, that we can get some, some books into some hands of people. I know a lot of people listen to this have children, so I'd encourage them to check them out. Um, where, yeah. where can everybody find your books outside of Amazon or is that, is that just your only selling spot right now? You can buy them anywhere online where fine books are sold. Oh. Barnes and Noble or, you know, Walmart, Target, any any place where you can buy books, you can buy my books. Wow. Um, I do have a website, um, I, but I don't know. Not all of my books are on my website. And, you know, having a website and maintaining it and doing all of that is part of that business model that, you know, it's just one more thing. And yeah. that's not my area of expertise either. But um it's really it's it's a lovely website and it's it's going well. I just haven't the the newest books are not available there yet. Sure. So, um, I I would say you know anyone who is interested in the books, the fastest way to get them into hands of people is Amazon. Sure. You know, you, you go on there and and um, they run specials on them all the time. And um, so for now, unless I see you at a book signing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and those are scheduled all the time. Cool. Uh, do you, when's your next one? If, so local people, I know we have a, we have quite the footprint all over for this pod, uh, especially the Midwest and then down here. But um, well, you know, my my next one is going to be in Cincinnati. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, I we I was recently doing a book signing in um, in Hollywood, California, at, and they opened up the Ralphs for authors to come in and do book signings. So I went over to do the pilot for that. Um, that was really so interesting. 
you know, the people that I met over there, um, a lot of artists, a lot of authors, a lot of actors, um, people in the movie business. Um, it was it was really fun yeah. and interesting to talk with with all of the people um, over there. So um, Ralph's is now opening up um, for authors to come in and sell their books. So that was kind of interesting. So uh, Cincinnati will be in the spring, okay. and um, I'll be sitting at a, at Kroger's there. Oh, very cool. And what is a Ralph's? Yeah. A Ralph's is at like a, ga- a grocery store it, chain as well. It is. Um, Kroger owns Ralph's and Fries. Mm-hmm. The Fries is the division here, and um, Kroger has this uh, authors in the grocery store program where they invite authors to come in, and now they're opening it up to um, artists. And inviting artists to come in. And if you have a particular art style, you can, you know, there's parameters around, you know, what you can display. Yeah. But um, similar to where I met you and you you saw the display that I had. And um, yeah, cool stuff. But yeah, that'll be my next one will be in Cincinnati, Ohio. (laughs) That's that's incredible. That's awesome. That's 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 a good footprint. Uh, That's cool that it's kind of all over. And uh, and you keep keep pushing them out into different places, so that's really cool. I'm glad to I hear that. I think that people in Cincinnati will appreciate the the whole Western vibe of the first three books, sure, um, because they don't get to see things like like people in Arizona. Right. Uh, you know, it's amazing uh, the landscape that we have here yeah. and a unique. I mean, we have roadrunners all over. I have roadrunners that go for walks with me out here in the desert. Right. You know and um, it's <laughs> you don't see that in Cincinnati, no. but uh, neither do you see the white-tailed deer and the squirrels that they have here. <laughs> so you know, it's just um, and and that may be um, a catalyst for for one of my next books or the you know some of the wildlife that's there. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I'm gonna you know branch out a little bit and and see what see what that has to offer. Well, that's cool. That's incredibly exciting. That's, that's awesome to hear. Um, as we get to kind of winding down one thing, when I started the pod and, um, I would ask everybody towards the end of the episode, especially people that I'm, I'm meeting really for the first time, this is our first real conversation. Um, but what would you give as a piece of advice to somebody who's maybe a little laid back or reserved on taking a chance? Just follow your passion. You know, if you have if you have an interest and, and a love for something, um, which I do, my my passion is is to ensure that children learn how to read. Um, and you know, that all started for me very early on when I had when my best friend uh, couldn't read, and um, I wanted to make sure that that didn't happen to anybody else. Right. <laughs> while it while it does. Anyone who comes in contact with me, it doesn't happen. <laughs> but um, yeah, just follow your passion and and make sure that you research and study and and keep on pushing and don't give up. Yeah, never ever give up because it, it's worthwhile and it's something that you can enjoy for the rest of your life. And everyone needs um, things to look forward to and things that they enjoy, um, no matter what age you are. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And I, I appreciate you doing this with me. It's, it's so much fun to, to, to meet people in a different space. I, I, I'm just genuinely curious all the time. And so I appreciate you spending 45 minutes with me today. 
<laughs> yeah, you are most welcome. And I really enjoyed our conversation. And thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. And and one more time, uh, maybe just plug your, your uh, website for everybody to go check out. And then uh, just where, what they can search to find the books everywhere. It's Family Tree Publishing at uh, FamilyTree.pub. Okay. Perfect. And uh, yeah, available everywhere. Um, so I'm yes. sure just search Pam Robbins and, and they'll pop up or Billy Buffalo and his bride, Barbara, and then you'll find them all. You do. It's actually the author. Official name is Pamela Robbins. Okay. Um, just because starting out, somebody thought that sounded good. And that yep. is my name, but that I never use it. <laughs> that works. Well, thank you so much for, for taking the time to spend with me today. I, I really appreciate Thanks, it. All right. Fun episode there with Pam. Uh, just, you know, like I mentioned there at the end, just wanted to get into a, a different headspace there. Um, you know, definitely somebody that um, just a, it's just different. Right. Um, a child's author is not somebody that I, I thought we would ever have. But I met pa, uh, Pam, as she said, at the, the local grocery store. She was doing a book signing. And I thought, boy, what a fun conversation that would be. And um, it was. It was a blast. And, and I thank you all for taking the time to listen. And uh, really looking forward to some upcoming guests here. Um, a couple people closer to me. And then some people that we have been working hard to get on that I hope we're close to doing. And, and uh, if you have anybody... Uh, that you think would be an interesting guest, uh, please still never hesitate to reach out. Um, also, be on the lookout for the 100th episode. That's uh, crazy to think about that we're almost there. And uh, going to do a little celebration, um, just a little fun pod, I think. Uh, show a lot of gratitude to all of you and uh, how crazy it is that we're here. So I appreciate you all uh, for coming along on this journey. Uh, please check out Back to Even on Mondays, this on Tuesdays, and only the important stuff on Wednesdays. Please like, comment, share, subscribe, unsubscribe, rate five stars, subscribe again, all that fun stuff. Be good, everybody.